Welcome to the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast, helping one student at a time. Visit NPTEFF.com to enroll today so you can pass tomorrow. Thank you for joining us here on the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast. My name is David. And my name is Nick. Today, we'll be discussing both Cushing's and Addison's disease. Since we'll be referring to the adrenal glands, let's quickly review that the adrenal glands are two small glands at the top of each kidney. And generally speaking, they play a major role in the body's stress response. So let's first review hypofunctioning. Hypofunctioning of the adrenal cortex can be primary adrenal insufficiency or within the adrenal gland itself, or secondary adrenal insufficiency, or hypofunctioning of the pituitary hypothalamic unit. Today, we'll be, be focusing just on primary adrenal insufficiency, or also called Addison's disease. So Addison's disease typically occurs, like we said, when there is a pathology within the adrenal gland itself, resulting in decreased production of cortisol and aldosterone. And most often, this is thought to be idiopathic. Some of the clinical signs and symptoms for Addison's disease can include increased pigmentation of the skin and mucous membranes. This is secondary to increased secretion of melanocyte-stimulating hormone. This is also paired with the increased secretion of adrenocorticotropic hormone, also known as ACTH. This increased pigmentation can typically be found at scars, elbows, knees, the posterior aspect portion of the hands, the creases of the hands, lips, and also your mouth. Hypotension, potentially leading to an orthostatic presentation, increased fatigue, hyperkalemia, which is also higher than typical potassium level, gastrointestinal complications, weight loss, potential anorexia, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, calcification of the tendons, hypoglycemia, emotional disturbances, and also decreased resistance to stress. One thing to note with Addison's disease is monitoring stress applied to the individual is key. Increased or too much stress can actually bring about an Addisonian crisis, severe Severe abdominal, low back, or leg pain with diarrhea, hypotension, and vomiting, all with the potential to develop hypovolemic shock from rapid fluid loss. Right. So now let's move on to hyperfunctioning of the adrenal cortex. So Cushing syndrome, Kahn syndrome, and adrenal hyperplasia are typically the major pathologies of adrenal cortical hyperfunctioning. But today, we're just going to focus on Cushing's syndrome. Now, with Cushing syndrome, we are essentially looking at an excessive amount of cortisol, which can result from hyperfunctioning of the adrenal gland, typically from an adenoma. Increase in excessive consumption of corticosteroid medication or an increased ACTH stimulation from the pituitary gland, typically from pituitary tumors. Now, hyperfunctioning of the adrenal gland and excessive consumption of corticosteroid medication can be referred to as Cushing syndrome, whereas oversecretion of ACTH from the pituitary can be referred to as Cushing's disease. Whether we are referring to Cushing syndrome or Cushing's disease, 
it is thought to be that the clinical presentations are the same. Right. And those clinical presentations, or we can say the clinical signs and symptoms, can include an increased roundness of the face. Also, that's that characteristic moon face appearance, along with a buffalo hump. Both of those are pretty common to see. Protruding abdomen with associated stretch marks, acne, thinning of the hair and the head, decreased muscular strength with increased muscular wasting, decreased bone density, especially when we're referring to the spine with associated kyphosis and back pain. And all of that could eventually lead to either pathological fractures or osteoporosis. Hypertension, cardiac hypertrophy can be other signs and symptoms, including bruising. Bruising could be very easily developed, emotional disturbances, decreased libido, changes in menstrual cycle, and any other impaired reproductive function, diabetes mellitus, and decreased wound healing abilities. Now, when specifically looking at women, hair growth, breast atrophy, and voice changes could be some of the examples where masculining effects could be displayed. Typically, the effects of cortisol on the connective tissue leads to a protein catabolic state, which could bring about some of those clinical signs and symptoms that we just reviewed. And those can be factors such as that, like decreased wound healing, increased bone loss, that muscle wasting, and hair thinning. Some quick similarities and differences we can point out between Addison's disease and Cushing syndrome are more superficially, Addison's disease is referring to a hyperfunctioning of the adrenal cortex, whereas Cushing syndrome is referring to a hypofunctioning of the adrenal cortex. We can also note cardiac insufficiency and hypotension in Addison's disease, while cardiac hypertrophy and hypertension can be found more in Cushing syndrome. Addison's disease can lead more towards weight loss, whereas Cushing syndrome can lead more towards weight gain. Both of these can present with muscle weakness, and both of these can also present with emotional disturbances. Now, the information train doesn't have to stop here, as we can spend hours reviewing this topic but I hope this provides some motivation to review Addison's disease and Cushing's syndrome in much more detail, while also some other pathologies that you may have forgotten. So continue to work hard and expand your overall knowledge. Thank you very much for listening. For more information on NPTE Final Frontier, please visit NPTEFF.com. Also, don't forget to check out all of our other social media platforms, such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We hope this episode on Cushing's and Addison's disease was helpful, and we look forward to you joining us here next time for the NPTE Final Frontier podcast. Thank you.